Ah, uh, praise God. We're going to turn to Psalm 1. But uh, praise the Lord. I, I'm not just done with you yet. If you've thought about testifying tonight, that's great. But I'm going to praise God. I'm going to change that direction just a little bit. But you might get a chance to say something in a minute anyway. So let's pray. Father, thank you again for your mercy and for your kindness. Thank you, Lord, for being so good to us, Lord. We're unworthy of your least, God. But you have given us your very best. And we're thankful for that, God. Lord, we are so blessed. And we thank you for your presence here. We thank you for your help. And God, we thank you for your word. It is, Lord, in a dark day, a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path, God. It is a firm foundation, Lord, for us to build our lives upon. Bless, Lord, your word to our hearts and our lives, God. Lord, make it so real and feed us today with wisdom. We love you. We thank you. We ask it all in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. Amen. We're just going to read the first four words of Psalm 1, verse 1. Blessed is the man. Praise God. God bless you. You can be seated. Hallelujah. I am going to take some time here. I think Psalm 1 is just one of those just very rich scriptures that you just keep going back to. And it's just so practical. It's so helpful that uh, you go back to it and it's just like a, a, a fresh cup of cold water again. Amen. We want to look at it. And I'm uh, titling this tonight, The Simple Secret of a Blessed Person. Right. Praise God. Because sisters, we're talking about you too. Amen. Are you blessed tonight? What does that mean to you? What does it mean to you to be blessed? And why do you consider yourself blessed? If I put you on the spot, Chris, you got to answer. You know what? Huh? Hey, I want to tell you what. Get, let me give you. This. I want to record this. I'm going to let you guys think about it. Are you blessed? I'm very blessed. What does that mean to you? Well, blessing to me is. Well, a couple things it means to me. First off. We already had, I, I had a, a man go die for me and all my sins. Yeah. That was the very first blessing. Yeah. And then when I went and, and went and got baptized, he done washed them away. Yeah. Right. I mean, he gave me a new start. He broke every drug addiction I ever had. Yeah. Broke my smoking addiction. Yeah. That's blessed. Yeah. Uh, we, I got a praying family and sit down at night. That's oh, blessings, yeah. man. Yes. All right. We got... We got a vacation spot. Not just it's not just physical stuff. Man, my mind has changed. My heart yeah. has changed. Yeah. I mean, my heart really has changed. I mean, I love people. I feel bad for telemarketers. You know, when I like, <laughs> I can't even hang up on a girl. I go, I'm so sorry, girl. But I'm I'm just uh, he's changed me completely, a hundred percent. And it's uh, yeah, the blessings never stop. I mean, every day I, I'm in His Word, which is a blessing to have that. Yes. Just to get you through life. I mean, these are like little blessings that nobody ever sees, you know. But they're they're there. Yeah. I get up every morning. I'm like, good morning, Lord. Yeah. <laughs> good morning. Because he left me be alive for the day. You know what I mean? And we're going to go work out. And it don't matter if it's a beautiful day or an ugly day. It's still a blessing. You know what I mean? Man, what is there? I don't understand. Like, there's millions of blessings. You could sit here all day. Every day. All day long. And just tell them I have blessings. I'm like, I'm up here. Praying tonight saying, Lord, I can't repay you for what you've done for me. You know what I mean? I was a mess when he found me. Just an absolute mess. And he's like, hey, he he gave me a blessing just for having people pray for me was a blessing. Just so he could get my attention. 
which was a blessing, that he wanted my attention right, was yeah. a blessing. You know what I mean? That's all blessings. If people don't understand how many blessings we get, because they take them for granted. Right. You know what I mean? You've got to learn how to see your blessings when they're around you. Yes. Amen. Amen. Isn't that good? Thank God. Hallelujah. Who wants to tell me why they think they're blessed? They leave anything out. Yeah, that's the hard thing. <laughs> Just go ahead and say ditto. <laughs> yeah, ditto, ditto to all of that. I, I, I thank God. I am blessed today. I've got to walk with God. I, I, I know truth today. That was, you know, uh, I believe I was talking to Chris the other day, and uh, he was saying, you know, figured out the 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 answer to the the meaning of life, and you know, the, the, all these. Crazy questions that that seemed unanswerable, all these things in life that seemed unattainable, and and so many things. We have answers. We have solutions. We've we've got joy. You know, that's something I remember endlessly trying to fill my life up with something to distract me from the pain. And today I've got joy. Today I've got a friend in Jesus. I got a friend in God, the Almighty God that created everything that ever was and is. Today I've I'm a friend of God's. That that's amazing blessings untold and we can go on with all of that not to mention god has 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 blessed my finances he's 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 taught me so so much he's taught me how to be a man how to be a friend to others how to care you know i I was such a self-centered person before and today i'm blessed with a complete rearranged mind completely transformed i'm completely different than i ever used to be and that is such a blessing, such a blessing to, to, you know, it's never, never done me any good to, to look out for myself. But I'll tell you what, since, since I've fallen in love with Jesus and, and learned how to love people, it's been so much more of a blessing. I, I'm blessed in, in every single way. I don't know if all of that was just carbon copies of what Chris said in my own words, but I am blessed. Amen. Thank God. Give God the glory. Amen. Anybody over here blessed? Sister Emily, go ahead. Tell us. Called on the spot, I think you'd be able to. Go ahead. Um, well, I, I mean, I, God's overloaded me with blessings, but um, I'm, the biggest thing is just peace with God. Like to, um, you know, have different uh, afflictions coming against my body and um, have to go through just the hands of the doctors and all that. It's just the thing is like the peace with God just. Outweighs it all, you know. It's it's a it's a separate, you know, thing than your body, your spirit being at peace with God. And um, God's been there to hold my hand through so many things. And um, I was talking to um, I think it was my husband the other day when I like um, one of the painful things I went through was um, getting a spinal tap done and the doctor messing some things up. And I just remember just God was right there with me I just I just thank, thank God for the, yeah, it, although I had pain in my body it's just another whole other thing to have that peace with God and just knowing like you know God I I mean I I uh, I'm not saying that I want to just leave the earth but I'm ready to go if, yeah. if you know so I, I that's my biggest blessing I, but there's lots of other ones sure. in my family and and everything um, but Amen, amen, amen. Anybody else got anything to add? Mr. Ashley, all right. Let me run back here. I should have somebody else run. Um, I don't know if I'm saying anything different either, but um, 
I have to say I'm, I'm blessed because God is a God of second chances. I'm yeah. blessed that even as a teenager I had a desire to please God, and, and I know that was only because he put that in me. You know, I um, was around so much of, you know, fleshly desires, and, and yet God somehow put a desire in me for him. And um, I'm I'm blessed every day that I live on this earth, and um, I breathe his air, and, yeah. you know, I, I live off of his blessings. There's nothing that I can say that I have that isn't a blessing from God. And, you know, as uh, Sister Emily was saying, you know, even the hard times are blessings, even the things that hurt are blessings, because, you know, in yeah. in those moments of pain and, and hurt and, and questioning, you know, we can, we can just look at heaven and, and say so much sweeter to look forward to. Yeah. Um, I'm blessed because I have an anchor for my soul that, you know, even if the storms are raging, I'm, I'm on a solid rock. Okay. I won't be shaken because, okay. not because of me, because I'm in God. And and my blessings are in uh, just knowing that he has me in the palm of his hands and he's not letting go. Amen. Amen. Take a deep breath. Just take a deep breath. Aren't you glad? You're alive. Right. Well, God gave you another day. I'm blessed because I know that I have a peace of mind that the world is always seeking for, and no matter what they do, they can't get the peace that and joy that comes with serving God. And I really am thankful for that because no matter what you do, he'll always give it back to you if you want it and if you serve him, and I'm so thankful for that. Amen. Amen. Yeah. It, yeah, it's, it's probably, yeah, it might be a repeat, but um, I, I just can't help but um, just count it a blessing to be able to hear God's voice. You know, I know that's my testimony almost every single service, but, um, you know, it's something that a long time ago I was on the outside looking in, and to be able to have that today is something that I don't ever want to take for granted, and, um, you know, just also having purpose and meaning in my life and you know I know you all know my my testimony with depression and um, you know it manifesting itself as um, in my body with anxiety attacks and you know just this world just can tear people up and you know I I was so hopeless and so empty and I remember every year just never having anything to look forward to and you know I can say that there's things that I've been through as a Christian that were harder than anything I went through in the world. And, um, you know, but going through it with God is a totally different experience. Right. And, you know, there's hope and there's there's meaning to life and, and there's peace. And, and it's, it, it's something that, you know, I can't explain it other than you just have to experience it for yourself and to, to know that that's there, to know that I, where I came from and, and what it was and where I am today and that I can have this. You know, it's amazing, and, and it's, it's just something that, you know, you, you, can't, you can't put a price tag on it. And, and I'm just I'm so thankful that, you know, that for God's body, it's a blessing, you know, to be able to, yes. to be a part of something like this. The pastor was saying earlier about people that care. You know, that's something that was very foreign. There's a lot of people in this world that, you know, they try to care, but 
when you care like God cares and you have his heart and, and his burden, it really makes all the difference in the world. And I'm so thankful for the church and, and for who God is. Um, I just want to say this quick, and it's it's on. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, I just want to say this quickly, and um, it's all true how I feel. And uh, thank you guys for the inspiration. Everybody's testimony is really amazing. But uh, I realized uh, earlier today um, I was trying to figure out like I didn't recognize my blessings, but everyone told me you don't realize how blessed you are, right? And I always thought, well, how am I blessed, right? Well, today I spoke to a best friend slash brother slash pastor, and he said, you don't realize how blessed you are. He says, let me ask you a question. Are you happy? I'm like, yeah, I feel kind of happy. He's like, do you feel your anxiety anymore? No, not really. He's like, do you feel depressed really anymore? Not much anymore at all. He's like, those are all blessings right yeah. there. The Lord is already working on you. And he's like, and everybody sees it, trust me. When you're breaking a smile that looks like it's going to break your cheeks, you know, yeah. you're, you should know you're blessed. And the uh, truth is, is it took him reminding me sure. how blessed I was. And sometimes it takes brothers and sisters that you are blessed with and loved yeah. by just to let you know, don't forget it. dude. You're loved by people. People care about you. And that's what matters. And God matters. And as long as you are with God, God will get you through anything. And if, and if you can't do it yourself, you always have your brothers and sisters and God to help you through it, especially prayer. And uh, prayer is actually one of the biggest blessings in the world. Amen. And when you've got a bunch of brothers and sisters praying for you and you praying for yourself, that's when the miracles really start working. And I'm a living testimony to that. And so is everyone else here. God bless all of you. I love you all. And that's all I have to say. Amen. Amen. Anybody else? Anybody else? Come on, man. Have fun. Amen. Somebody say, I'm blessed. Praise God. Psalm 1 is a psalm we look at very often, but I want to break it apart here and just look at this simple, simple secret of what it means to be blessed. Before we, we're going to skip down to verse 3 for a minute because it is where it starts to describe what God is saying about this blessed man or this blessed person, if you will. And everything that was said here is just awesome and amazing and, and right, without a doubt. But I want to look at something here that does not contradict a bit of it. But I think it's so important that we look at it today. Psalm 1 verse 3 says that blessed man, he, and he shall be like a tree planted, planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season and his leaf also shall not wither. One aspect that is kind of focused in on someone who is blessed in this great psalm is illustrated or described as a planted tree that is by a river. There is a beautiful picture of stability. A picture of something that has been planted 
It's not up and down and in and out, but it's planted. But it's by a river. So that means there is there is a strength there that its roots, no matter what the weather is like, that it can draw that that water up to nourish that tree, no matter what's going on around it. All these things that have been said, that have been testified to the glory of God. And I tell you that these blessings are not based on how good your day went today. Your walk with God, your relationship with God, read your Bible. These men and women were not Christians because it was convenient. I don't know, I pray, and you know we've talked about a lot recently about these end times, and we're praying for peace. We're praying for our our community, our nation, our government. But listen to me, whatever we must face, our testimony, our state of being blessed is not based on the political winds. Amen, in the direction they're blowing. It's not based on uh, whether my boss is in a good mood or not. Amen. It's not based on on anything that is temporary, but when you are like a tree that is planted by the river, you've got something, you're drawing that refreshment from somewhere other than the circumstances around you. Amen. If it's not raining today, or if it's uh, not sunny today, or whatever you want to see in your mind as, as that gloomy day, I'm getting my refreshment from something deeper than that. Amen. To truly be blessed, you can't just be doing good because everything's going your way. There's going to be a day when it gets difficult. Jesus talked about that wise man that built his house on a rock the one that was a hearer and a doer of the word it says the rain came amen it says the storm came storms will come don't get mad at god don't be surprised oh i'm a christian why is why am i in a battle why are things tough hey you've got to have a deeper experience than that too many folks come to church because it's convenient for a time and because uh, it, it seems to be helping. But you know what? A lot of the help that God will give you will help you dig down deep into him and who he is, no matter what kind of trials come your way. I really take issue a lot of the new translations and even a lot of the preachers that are picking up maybe uh, certain commentaries or whatever. They'll say, blessed means happy. Well, I want to tell you something. I know the Bible says happy are the people whose God is the Lord. But you know, there's a joy that the world can't take it away from you. The devil can't take it away from you. Because, like I said earlier, it comes from God and my relationship with him. And maybe some of you might not appreciate this a lot. And if you don't understand what I'm saying uh, don't run out the door or don't just just maybe we can talk a little bit later. But you know what? It's not all about being happy. There's situations sometimes that that I'm not happy about. There's days that I'm facing trials and tests and maybe I couldn't just say, oh, I'm happy the way you think I might ought to be happy. But there is still a stability. Amen. 
I might be going through hard times. My heart might be broken. I might be frustrated. I might be, I might be hurt. Praise God. I don't have to take it out on my wife or you. Amen. I can still have something enough from God that, you know, maybe, maybe I'm going through the trial of my life and, and all of a sudden my phone rings and there you are, you know, with, with, uh, whether it's, Hey, how's your day going? Or, you know, sometimes it's hard for a preacher to answer that question. No, don't be surprised. It's because my day doesn't always go as good as I want it to either. But you know what? I still have joy. I'm not faking. I'm not putting on when you call and I'm saying, hey, I'm doing great because in God I am. I'm not lying to you. I'm not being a hypocrite, but I've got roots down in something that my day, the weather of my day does not dictate. Amen. Doesn't dictate my mood. You're not going to see me. I, I tell you, praise God. There's days I've come in here and you know this. I've been through some things. And so have you been through some things? And sometimes it just doesn't get on my calendar the right time. It's just, it just doesn't seem like the devil or dumb folks <laughs> know how to schedule things. And you come into church and, and you're hurting and you're, you're feeling that and it's real. But you know what? Praise God. It's, that's not going to affect my mind. I'm not going to go, well, okay, everybody turn to Psalm 1. Let's get this over with. You can have better than that. Amen. You say, well, you got to understand. Hey, I, you got to understand how good God is. When you can be like a tree that's planted, I'll tell you, things, the storms can come and, and, and just reel and rock you around. But this blessed person has a stability because they are able to bring forth fruit at the right time in the right season. Their leaves aren't going to wither because they're getting their nutrients, their, their, their refreshment from something underneath the surface. Amen. Say, brother, I'll tell you what, I'm looking around. You're looking at the surface. I'm seeing some things I don't like. You're looking at the surface. Get something that goes deeper than that. You can be blessed even though you've got family trouble, even though you've got financial trouble. Oh, do Christians have trouble? Sure we do. But you hold on. You keep on pulling up that that refreshment of the presence of God from the roots. Amen. And you don't have to fail. Sad thing is, say, well, I'm not perfect, brother. I know I'm not perfect either. I'm just but you can be stable. You can be solid in this. People are watching you. Your neighbors are watching you. Your children are watching you. Amen. That doesn't mean everything's just going to be perfect. And you know what? Sometimes you got to know how to get back up. You got to know how to get to an altar. You got to know how to make things right. Amen. And God is good with that. Anybody know God is merciful? Anybody thankful that God is good to, to forgive you? Amen. And, uh, and if anybody expects you not to ever need an altar in your life, well, they're being unreasonable. Sometimes you just need to get back to God and get back to where you started out. Amen. The Bible says to be blessed is to have a stability in your life. Amen. You, you, you cannot give glory to God if you're 100% just awesome, exciting, and encouraging. And then all of a sudden, hey, what happened to my friend? Hello? Amen. It goes on and says, whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. God's in it. God's in it. God's in what you're doing. You're going, God's going to bless you. 
Now, listen to me. Sometimes it's, it's not in your time frame. And sometimes it's not because of what your will is. You say, oh, I know what God's going to, he's going to bless me with this. Hey, how many times we've prayed for people saying, oh, I'll tell you what, I just feel like this is the job for me. I feel like this maybe, or maybe this is the one for me. This is the one I'm going to marry someday. And you say, well, you just keep waiting on God and you pray. You ask God to talk to you. How many know God will talk to you? Sad thing is people don't want to have an ear to hear what God's saying. Because sometimes God will say, "Mm, no, I got something better for you than that. Can you trust God? Do you want his best blessings? Amen. Oh, I'll tell you what, there was a man, and we don't want to get tied up in this, because this isn't a blessing, but there's a man in the Bible, and he knew how to pray. He knew how to talk to God, and, and uh, he said, God, I, I, I've got this man. He wants me to bless him. He wants me to prophesy blessings over him. God said, nope, that's not, not what I want you to do. He knew how to hear it. He said, okay, that's it. Goes back to the man and he says, I can't, uh, I can't do this. God's already told me. I know how to pray. I know how to hear from God. God will talk to you. I'm telling you, folks say God doesn't talk to me. God doesn't lead me. God doesn't help me. Don't lie on God. You got to listen. And when God says, hey, I don't want this in your life anymore. You don't say, oh, I can't hear God. What? Huh? I didn't hear you. Well, this man, he already heard from God and God, God said, leave it alone. God said, that's, his, that's it. Well, he went back and told the man, he said, well, I can make you a rich man. Well, let me go ask again. God's not going to change his mind. God knew all that. Balaam goes back and starts talking to God again. God already said no. God says, okay, go ahead. That's what you want. And you know the story? Balaam's like, okay, well, here we go. Gets on his donkey. And the Bible says God sent an angel to stand in the way, had his sword drawn. And if it wasn't for that donkey, God said, go ahead and go. But he's going he's gonna to let him die along the way. Send an angel because, you know, you don't push God when God's looking out for your best. God cares about you. I'll tell you what, I've seen stubborn folks where you're telling them, hey, this isn't good for you. This isn't right for you. This is this is uh, I'm praying for you. I care about you. That's the ah, you don't love me. That's so, so immature. When when people just want want to be stubborn. God knows what's best for you. Talk to him, pray, and he will bless you. When you're praying about your future, when you're praying about God's will in your life, be willing to say, you know what? He's not just going to make it happen overnight like that. He's got a time frame. He's got some of the best, and he's got lessons all along the way. And guess what? If you can wait on God and be patient, you're going to find out, oh, God, you were so good to me. Oh, I'm so glad I got your will and not my will. Because if you end up with your will, you're going to find out what not being blessed is all about. Because God's got blessings for you. God's saying a blessed person looks blessed when everything else seems to be going wrong. That person's got something underneath the surface that's given them strength. They've got, they're planted. I, I really believe that's. That's a lot of what God is meaning when he talks about like Job being a perfect man and David being a man after God's own heart. Just these these people that are that are real and it's who they are. And it's it's they're not still trying to figure out what they can get away with. They just say, I love God and he's got what's best for me. The ungodly are not so. So God does this a lot. 
He'll tell you what somebody who's wise and somebody who's blessed. And then he'll turn around and say, hey, hey, he, and by the way, uh, this is the Proverbs is full of it, right? This is this is what the blessed man, this is what the wise man does. But the fool. Amen. So we recognize what is wisdom and what is foolishness. So Psalms, Psalm one does the same thing. He talks about that blessed man who will prosper in whatsoever he doeth. Verse four says the ungodly are not. So listen, this is the 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 contrast of that tree planted. That's anybody can see that in your mind, that strength there, that that stability there. That tree that has weathered storms and been through a lot, and there it is, just just healthy and strong and planted. Oh, I want to be planted in the house of God, planted in the will of God. But the God, ungodly are not so. And he describes the ungodly as chaff, which the wind driveth away. Chaff is, is the useless part of, of a crop. It's the waste. It's unprofitable. It's all the husk and all like uh, the 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 outside of 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 a of wheat that that they they remove that and and the winnowing process just blows it. They 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 put their their mill in a place where as they start to grind that wheat and and uh, what is profitable to make bread is separated, but all the light. just waste product of the husk is uh, it just blows away. And that's what the chaff is. It is something that is unprofitable. It's something that's useless. And it's something that has no real substance. It can just be blown and and it will be removed. That's anything but stability. I, I want to back up again and just tell you, your walk with God needs to be better than we just don't know what I've been through. Tell, tell, tell any one of the saints of the Word of God that. You think you're going to talk to Paul and say, and Paul's going to say, oh, you poor man. Wow. Yeah, I don't guess you really know what hard times are, do you, Paul? Uh, well, I wrote a little bit about it. I mean, I was beaten quite a few times, you know, forsaken of my friends and put in prison like dungeons. You know, and, and what'd you do? Did you get bitter? Did you get angry with God? Uh, I, I wrote most of your Bible, New Testament. <laughs> God was there. Hey, how about John? Did you just love John? I mean, this man was, from what I understand, uh, probably close to 90 years old or better. And history says that they tried to, tried to kill him and, he, and God just had his hand because God wasn't done with him yet. Amen. So they said, you know what? If we can't kill him, we're going to exile him to this little God-forsaken island. But God didn't forsake it. It's just we're going to send this old man out on this rocky island and just let him die in the elements. And you know what? He picks up a scroll and a pen and says, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. What are you doing out there? Having a hard day? It's unfair what God did to me, don't you? He's like, I was in the spirit. Brother, talking about prayer and how it changes things. John was able to just get in the Holy Ghost and hear from God and see Jesus manifest himself to him. Wow. 
The ungodly are not so. They're like the chaff which the wind driveth away. Oh, we could go on and on and on about just the men and women of the Bible that exhibited great faith. Every one of them in the midst of of hard, hard trials and tests. God is faithful. Let me tell you something. It's not because they were strong. It's because God can take care of you. It's a testimony that God is faithful. And if you put your confidence in God, he'll see you through whatever you're facing. He can help you overcome any obstacle in your way. There's nothing too hard for God. The ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. They aren't going to make it. They're not going to stand. They're not going to be stable in the in the kingdom of God. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. Well, let's go ahead and back up to verse 1. Like I said, I feel like I, I wanted to first focus in on just what God describes as being blessed. Now, how do we get there? I want to have that stability. I want to be that one that's like a tree planted. I want to be like that one that knows how to dig down, get roots down, and be able, no matter what's going on above the surface, no matter what the weather's like, no matter what any other tree is doing, I want to be able to reach down and get some of that that uh, uh, that refreshing from the river that I'm planted by. That's God. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. Nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. We need to be witnesses. We need to be a testimony of this world. Amen. But the Bible is very clear that there are some conversations that we need to avoid. And there's some fellowship that is not going to strengthen us, but it's going to pull us away from the blessed way. Amen. Hey, you need to be edified. Iron sharpeneth iron. Amen. Hey, we need to be kind and friendly and reaching out every chance we get. But the kind of refreshing, the kind of fellowship that we need, be careful. Because the Bible says there is a progression here. Do you see that? It starts with walking. But then all of a sudden you've stopped a while. And then after a while, you're sitting down down with those that are scornful. There is often, you know, as much as people fail to see it, I, I don't have it here. You go ahead and look it up if you want to, and I'll get it for you later. The Bible calls Jesus separate from sinners. So wait a minute. He ate with them. Yeah, they, they followed him around. He preached to them. He loved them. But there is in our holiness an understanding that, hey, we're not going to talk about some things. That scornfulness that you're tearing down and destroying, praise God. Hey, I love God too much. If you love God, if you love his kingdom, you'll defend it. Paul said, I am set for the defense and the confirmation of the gospel. Amen. You say, well, you know, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. You know, if we were sitting around after a while and you'd thought, well, you know, I think I'm, you know, you might not like this too much. Now, if you've got a concern about Sister Flosser, I'd love to hear it. But if you think we're going to sit around trash talker for a while, you might see my countenance change. I'm still going to have joy. But you're going to get the idea that's not going to happen. Amen. 
I told somebody already, you know, my children are, a lot of them are not living for God, and, and uh, that breaks my heart. And, and uh, I don't have a problem saying sin is stupid no matter who's committing it. Right. Amen. Amen. But in that, my heart is broken in that, and I'm praying for the best. And, and no matter what it is, I really am not going to spend a whole lot of time with anybody just, just tearing them, them or anybody or your children or anybody else down for the sake of tearing anybody down. Amen. Because we care about them. Amen. So that just makes sense, I think. Amen. You'd do the same. Amen. You'd do the same to defend the people you love and stand by them. Even if maybe, maybe, you know what, I just, they're they're not perfect, but you know what, we're just, there's a line that you don't cross. And I believe the same thing goes with loving Jesus. I believe there's some times, praise God, people say, well, you know what, that, you know, you got to stand and defend the one you love. Amen. I love my brothers and sisters. Praise God. I, I want to stand with them. I, I don't want to want to trash talk folks. And that's what the scornful is doing. Amen. The counsel of the ungodly. Listen to me. That's more than just, hey, uh, hey, I'd love to buy you a cup of coffee. I'd love to uh, help you any way that I can. You ought to be that kind of neighbor. Amen. But when they start, you start reaching out for counsel from the ungodly and you, hey, let me tell you something. I'm having family problems. What do you think I ought to do? What are you thinking? Well, let me tell you about the problems we have. I got a brother in the church or a sister. You know what? From the ungodly. You don't need that kind of counsel. You know what? I'm I'm thinking about my future and my life and what I want to do. What do you think I ought to do from the ungodly? This is one of the problems I have with a lot of things that are on the television or the movies or the Internet. You know, you got to cover all the bases now. Praise God. DVDs. Are they still watching DVDs? I don't know. You know, if I'm not careful, I'm going to be talking about cassettes. So I got to I got to watch out, you know. So. uh, Hallelujah. I told somebody the other day, I, I don't want my children to grow up listening to them talk about how stupid your parents are. Amen. How they know better and they know what's better than. And I'm telling you just about everything I've ever seen had undermining the family, undermining the church, undermining the Bible. I don't need that. That kind of counsel of the ungodly. Amen. You ought to be careful with that. You ought to be very careful with that. Hallelujah. Bible says you're blessed. How do you get blessed? The first three things it says about being blessed, getting blessed, what you need to do to be blessed, well, are actually three things you don't do. You don't walk in the counsel of the ungodly. Amen. You know, it's hard for me to say this. It really is. Uh, but I, I've seen people already get to a place where they said, I've already promised myself I won't ask the pastor if this is right or wrong. Because you don't want the truth. I've already made up my mind. I'm not going to sit down with a, with a brother or sister in the church and talk to them about this. You've already made up your mind. But you're not afraid to get counsel from the ungodly and what they think. I'm going to tell you, you won't be blessed. Not according to the Bible. Simple. It's simple. It just makes sense. But yet people are foolish sometimes. Standeth in the way of sinners. Sitteth in the seat of the scornful. When folks are tearing down what is godly and is holy, it ought to stir you up. Or you don't love it like you should. I know I've had people say already, well, you know what? If you love, 
you know, you're supposed to love everybody. Yeah, I believe that. But, you know, loving to me means you're going to you're going to defend them. Do I love my family if I won't defend my family? Amen. If somebody just comes through the door and they decide they're going to take advantage of my family and and just do I love them to stand back and say, well, I love you, too, buddy. I'm not loving the way I need to be loving. And and to love God, you're going to love what he loves. But you know what? There's some things God doesn't love. There's some conversations God doesn't love. There's some attitudes God doesn't love. Amen. There's some counsel that God's not in. When you pray and you find God and you can get, if you need a confirmation of what, what you feel like God is leading you in, but sitting in the seat of the scornful, when people have no respect for the things of God, Amen. You can't be blessed in that. You've got to separate yourself from that kind of conversation. Just makes sense. And you will see it progress. You give it a little bit of time and you say, well, it's not so important. I will be careful. You know, I've I've taught my, especially my, my daughters, I've told them that, you know, somebody isn't respectful of you. Your purity, praise God. Don't worry about their feelings. Well, I didn't want to say anything that would hurt their feelings. You tell them to get, take a hike, get lost, and walk away. Amen. But they might be upset. You need to make some people upset if that's the case. Oh, I wanted to be careful. You know, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. Sometimes you've got to be bold in this to stand for what is right. You need to stand for what is holy and what is what what is going to make you blessed. But it goes on and says there are two things here that you need to do to be blessed. We got those three things which really just kind of dovetail into each other, right? But here are two things that you need to do. But his delight, he's not concerned with the scornful, with the way of sinners, with, listen, but his delight yes. is in the law of the Lord. Yes. If you, we talked about it here recently where it says in, uh, is it in Second uh, Thessalonians, it talks about they received not the love of the truth. To delight yourself in God's ways. If you love God, you're going to love his ways, his word. Because this is how he revealed himself. A lot of people have a picture on the wall of something that is completely made up. Completely not, not biblical. And, and an idea of, well, the God that I serve. Well, let's go to the picture he gave us, the word of God. And find out what he loves and find out what he, he, he blesses. Amen. I heard a man say one time that if if you want to be blessed, you've got to live in a way that God blesses. He doesn't just bless anyway. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. When you start loving God's word, loving his character, loving what's important to him, loving how he loves, the more you get into the word of God, if, if you really, really prayerfully open up your heart and mind to who he is, you will love him. 
You'll see how good he is. You'll see how merciful he is. You'll see how generous he is. You'll see how pure he is. You'll see how patient he is. I've said this to, to you many times. You start getting in the word of God and you start looking at this and you're going to see, oh, if everybody lived this way. Oh, if everybody loved this, if everybody paid attention to this, if everybody followed this, and then there is a, an understanding, wait a minute, I can't do this on my own. I can't live like that. I, I can try, but I'm so embarrassed. I keep failing. I keep falling. That's where you find out, God, what's wrong with me? You need a Savior. You need God. God's the one that delivers. God's the one that sets free. God's the one that gives you the strength that you need. And you never, never take a day of your own strength to go and do what you have to do. Every day you say, God, I need you today. The old hymn says, every hour I need thee. Every hour I need thee. Lean on him. He's your strength. But more and more you see his word, you say, wow, look at how good he is. Look at how right he is. Look at how beautiful this is. But your delight. You can't just come into this lukewarm. You can't, you can't love your way more than God's way. You can't somehow just, just kind of get a little bit of God so you can get by. His delight is in the law of the Lord. And look at this. In his law doth he meditate day and night. This is going to get in you. You're going to think about it. I, I think sometimes... Again, let me say that we kind of just put God on a shelf sometimes. And, uh, you know, wait for me. I got to go to work. <laughs> I'll be back. Trust me, I'm not, go- I'm not trying to mess up at all. I'll be all right, but you just wait here. You ought to keep him with you. Yeah. You ought to think about what you do for God. Yeah. Your light, your witness, your, 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 how hard you work, what you do. When you're at home and whatever you got to do around the house and with your family, say, oh, but you, I do know. Trust me. I, I know what, what uh, this life is all about. But walk with Jesus. Walk with him. Your delight is in his law and in his law doth he meditate day and night. Look what it says. I, I love this and I, I, I know that it just goes so hand in hand. Another scripture. I have this Joshua, the first chapter hanging over my, uh, my desk there in my office. But uh, Joshua is stepping on the scene. Moses just stepped off the scene. Now Joshua's got to go to battle. And I, I can only imagine what Joshua is facing because he's following after Moses. Just... Uh, and and not only does are those seemingly big shoes to fill, but Moses didn't have it easy leading God's people. Now Joshua's going to battle, and he says God meets him before the battle. And he tells him in verse 6, Be strong and of good courage, for unto this people shalt thou divide an inheritance of the land which I swear unto their fathers to give them only... Be thou strong and very courageous. It's going to take some bravery. You're going to have to step up in God now because you've got God on your side. You're going to have to stand up and say, you know what? It's going to be all right. Amen. You're going to have to have courage. 
You, you can't whine and complain and say, I don't think we can. You got to stay, have courage. God says, be strong. Very courageous. Be of good courage. Praise God. Strong and very courageous that thou mayest observe. Listen now, observe to do according to all the law. Just do what I told you to do. Somebody say obedience. Obedience. Which Moses, my servant, commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. Isn't that what he said about being blessed? Whatsoever you do will what? Prosper. Amen. So you're going to prosper whithersoever thou goest. If you just keep doing what God told you to do, don't forget what God told you to do. Amen. Isn't that what we do sometimes? God says, hey, here it is. Oh, that's easy. That's simple. That's good. I'm going to do that. And then a week later, things aren't going so bad. Did you do what I told you? Oh, that's right. Kind of veered off to the left or the right a little bit. Get back. Get back. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night. What does that mean? We're not just finding somewhere, cross our legs and hum. That's not what this kind of meditation is about. This is just think about it. Think about what God told you. Think about what you read. Think about how, what, what applies to your situation. Think about the promises of God. Amen. This book shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night. Just think about it. When you're laying there worrying about what tomorrow's going to bring, worrying, thinking about all, Start thinking about the Word of God. Start thinking about what God said to you. Think about what you heard preached recently. Think about what you read recently. Think about, just just talk to God about it. Why? Well, that's how you get blessed. Meditate therein day and night that thou mayest observe to do all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous and thou shalt have good success. Have not I commanded thee, be strong and of good courage, be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee whithersoever thou goest. You're not doing this by yourself. You're not doing it in your strength. Right. Somebody said, you know, you pray and you get a hold of God, you let him be your strength. If you're struggling, you something's wrong, something's crossed up and you're not getting through somehow, there's help. There's help available. You're not in this alone. Amen. And we fought some battles, too. We can help you just get back on track and do what you got to do to to be successful, to be blessed. Some things that are in here I want to just cover quickly there in Joshua. You see this over and over again. Think about it. Talk about it. Do it. Amen. Those three things need to be a part of your life. You know, your mind is, you know, it's it can get you into trouble. Steer it back to what God told you. Steer it back to what God said. Steer it back to his promises. Steer it back to what what God's trying to lead you and deal with you. Talk about it. Talk about it to somebody. Amen. Talk about what you've been reading. Talk about what you say. Well, I don't remember. Just talk talk about what, what you heard preached. Do the best you can. You're not getting graded in this. You say, well, I don't remember where it's found. Don't worry about that. Amen. If you do, great. You want extra credit? It, it, it's just, just, we're not competing. Talk about what God means to you. Talk about how good God is. Amen. Praise the Lord. Send, send, a, send an encouraging text message. It's, it's godly. Amen. Enough ungodly things are sent. Amen. Do something. Talk about it. And make sure you're doing it. It's not enough just to think about it and talk about it. We've got to be doers of the Word of God. 
Let's look at Psalm 1 one more time. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. Hallelujah. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season, and his leaf shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind driveth away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. Let's bow our heads. God, you're so good to us. We love you. God knows how to pour out blessings. The kind of blessings that are not just temporary. The kind of blessings that I heard a lot about are blessings that are invaluable. Blessings that go far beyond material possessions and wealth. Blessings of peace. Blessings of mercy. Hallelujah. Blessings of confidence that we have a home prepared in heaven. That you can know. That you're a child of God. But that's just the beginning. If that's not enough, He knows how to just daily load us with blessings, the Bible says. I told someone recently, God will pour blessings out on His child if if you stay out of His way. If you stay out of God's way, He's going to be so good to you. But sometimes we... We're stubborn and we want things our way. And we get out of the path that God can bless. But God's calling you back. God's drawing you back to that path. God's calling you to that place where He can pour His blessings on you. One step at a time. One day at a time. But God's always going to be there to help you, to be your strength. The next battle you're facing, He'll be right there by your side. If you listen, you pay attention, He'll tell you how to get over, get through it, get over it, and be blessed. That temptation, He's got a way of escape. He's got a way to help you. But you got to pay attention to Him. He'll be right there by your side. He said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. He'll help you overcome. Sometimes we just go back to that old way. We we face a trial. We get scared or we get angry or we start to just react in the flesh rather than say, you know what? I need to pray. I need to talk to God. God will help you. God will help you. He'll help you in your home. He'll help you with the battles of temptation. 
He'll help you every step of the way because He is a good God. Let's find a place to pray before we leave. Let's talk to Him. God, I thank you. to him. Open your ears. Let him listen. I've seen people close their ears to God so many times. I've seen people just harden a part of their heart and say, I know enough or I got enough. And God's trying to dig a little deeper to you, in you today. I feel this. you got to let give God every bit of you. you got to give a, just a surrender to him. Oh, yes, Lord. him. There's mercy here. There's strength for you. Oh, in the name of Jesus. Sometimes you got to lay something down on the altar. Let it go. Give it to God. Turn from it. That's what repentance is. God wants to bless you. God wants to give you eternal blessings. Thank you, Lord. God. Oh, yes. I will seek you in the morning, and I will learn to walk in your ways. Step by step, you'll lead me. Oh, yes. Step by step, he's going to lead you. Whatever you're fighting, God cares about your battle. Whatever you're facing, God will help you be an overcomer. It's not just going to happen because you wish it to happen. Pray and talk to God. He'll give you the strength. He'll also give you the wisdom. He'll give you the direction. God is so good. Oh, we are so blessed to know Him. Let's all stand. Father, thank You. Thank You, Lord, for the truth of Your Word. Thank You for an understanding of that truth. I'm asking You, please, to help us to be doers of Your Word. Because not just the hearers, but the doers are, are blessed. Thank You, Lord. Thank You for being so good to us. Now, Lord, I pray that You just go with us. Keep us safe. As we travel and throughout the week, keep us in your protection, God. Lord, let your angels just be a wall of fire around each one of your people, your families, God. And, and Lord, just shine your light through us in this dark day. We love you. We praise you. We ask it in Jesus' name.